Hey everybody, thanks for checking out the Glendale Road Church of Christ podcast. You're welcome to join us anytime you're around. We are at 1101 Glendale Road in Murray, Kentucky. We meet for worship every Sunday morning at 9 a.m., followed by our Bible study at 10 a.m., and we come back every Sunday evening for a bonus worship hour at 6 p.m. Also, every midweek on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have a Bible study. You'd be welcome to join us. We'll be sure to save a seat for you. Now, here's this week's sermon. The scripture reading today is taken from Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. I am sore. I went to the retreat yesterday, and like I said, it's my fourth time. And I love our different cultures, uh, but I don't understand why white people, why y'all always like to go in the woods? <laughs> Every time I go to white person, they say, will you come speak to us? I go, oh, I got to go out there where a bear is or something. But I really had a good time with you guys. I did have a great time. I bring you greetings from Airport Freeway, Church of Christ, your sisters in Christ. We uh, praise God there. Um, we don't do it all right there, but we have a perfect minister. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told y'all this joke. If I did, here it is twice. There's a man who... Uh, was looking to buy a horse. Y'all remember that? He's looking to buy a horse, and he came to a guy and said, uh, uh, I got a horse for you. It's uh, $5,000. $5,000? Yeah, he said, it's a gospel horse. A gospel horse? He said, yeah. In order to make the horse go and still going, you have to say, praise the Lord. And to make it stop, you say, hallelujah. Guy said, Okay, okay. So he bought the horse, took the horse out, set it out the pasture, decided going to ride it one day. He saddled up, got on it, and started. Horse just stood there. He went, oh, it's a gospel horse. He said, praise the Lord. And the horse started walking. He said, all right, all right, I like this. Praise the Lord. Horse start. all right, praise the Lord. The horse started going. He kept shouting, and the horse wide open, just going, just going. And as he riding, he came to the edge of a cliff. He pulled back. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Horse kept going. Then he remembered his gospel horse. He said, hallelujah. The horse stopped, slid to the edge of the cliff. He looked over. He sat back and said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Good morning. If everybody will stand with me, if you will stand. There's a song I sang, I believe, last time I was here. 
It's called Two Wings. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember? Y'all remember me? I'm Larry. How you doing? Two Wings. It goes like this. I want my wings, two wings. And you have to do the, mod, the body motion. And I've seen this in several churches, and the senior members and the kids, they get into it. But the people in their 20s and 30s, they too cool. So we want you to come with us. It says, I want my wings, two wings, to veil my feet. I want two wings, two wings, to veil my face. I want two wings, two wings, to fly away. And the world can do me no harm. Got it? Yes or no? All right, all right. We're going to try it. I see my two wings. How you going? <laughs> two wings. Let's go. I want my wings, two wings, to veil my feet. I want two wings, two wings, to veil my face. I want two wings, two wings, let's go, to fly away. And the world can't do me no harm. I want my wings, I want two wings, two wings, to veil my feet. I want two wings, two wings. To veil my face, I want two wings, two wings to fly away. And the world can do me no harm. You may sit down right now, will you? <laughs> I know y'all saying, why did we get him and when is he leaving? <laughs> it is a blessing to be here. Uh, um, I love preaching the word of God. I believe that's why God put me here. I don't know that I do it well, but when I do it, I'm doing it in the place where God put me. Today, we're going to talk about love. Love, love. The love of Christ. <laughs> the little man went, ooh. <laughs> you sound like my wife. The love of Christ. Uh, the love of God is so wonderful. The Bible says it surpasses understanding. Now, I don't know about you, and I've said this before, and I've shocked some people, but I sin. Can I still finish the person? Hey! <laughs> I struggle with sin. But God forgives me. That's why I'm here. Not because I'm trying to get something. I've seen many Christians living Christian lives trying to get something from God that he has already given them. What did it say in Mark 16, 15 and 16? Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel of every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be I can't hear you. Saved, now if I was in English, ED is a past tense, right? Saved. So I've been baptized into Christ for the remission of my sin. I'm saved. I, I, and I'm not bragging, but I'm going to heaven. And I'm not trying to get there. I'm going. The thing is, it's because it is the love of Christ. And Brother Kelly, sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I could beat myself up or worry myself or try to do good enough to God say, okay, I like you. 
But man, over 2,000 years ago, I believe Jesus was thinking about Larry Darnell Nunley. And if all of y'all were perfect and I was the only idiot, Jesus still would have came just for me. I take it personal. I think it was on the cross and he says, I'm going to do this for a boy who's going to be born October the 26th, 1964, Huntsville, Alabama, Madison County Hospital. I'm doing it for him. Why? I love him. How many of you are still trying to get to heaven? How many of you making marks on your wall, on spiritual wall, and saying, hey, God, look, look. I came to church, Lord. God is calling. He says, I loved you before you were born. So in Ephesians chapter 3, listen to what Paul says to the church of Ephesus. Uh, this church is a church that is uh, 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 a Gentile church. And he's writing to this church to inform them that in Ephesians 1.3 that all spiritual blessings are in Christ Jesus. And he's informing them that God has predestined us He's informing us that he's, pre he's predestined us. He's informing us that he's given us a Holy Spirit that is a guarantee of our salvation. It's guaranteed. And what God promises, it comes true. 2 Corinthians 1, 18, all the promises of God are what? Yes, in Christ Jesus. So the church of God, the, 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 the church of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, the body of Christ is not trying to live lives to get salvation. We live lives because we got it. My beautiful queen, Patricia Nunley, loves her some me. And I love her. Not because I'm trying to get love. I love her because I got it. <laughs> God, he saw me through time and said, you see that boy right there? He needs me. So he's reminding this church, you are guaranteed salvation. Now, I do not believe once saved, always saved. I do not believe that. I don't believe you're baptized into a saved prison. The way you came in is the way you could leave. But I do believe as a child of God, God has made it almost impossible for a child of God to lose his soul. I believe that with all my heart. So that's why I rejoice in the foundation of his work. That's why it says in Isaiah, by his stripes, what happened? I'm healed. So I walk. That's why I preach. Not because I have things down. Man, I struggle just like you. I fall, I get up just like you. But that's not why I preach. I preach because I'm going to heaven. 
Thank you, Lord. So now let's worship. Let's worship God because we are going. Let's stop trying to get something that God has already given you. That's why we love. That's why we sacrifice. That's why we humble ourselves because of the love of God. Oh, he loves us so much. He gets down to chapter two. He says, it is not by your work. He said, least any man should boast. But he said, it is by the grace of God. You know what grace is? Unmerited favor. That means you didn't deserve it. And still don't and never will. Yet, you're saved. That's why we're here. He told him in chapter 3, he says, uh, 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 verse uh, 14, what does he say? For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. From whom every family. We are family. And it's deeper than a skin color. It's deeper than a culture. It is blood. And for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father and Savior, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family, we are family, in heaven and earth is named, and keep reading, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Church, so you have power. We said it yesterday in the men's retreat, Matthew 16, 18, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Do you know what those gates of hell are? That's hell in your life. God has already presented you as victor. He says in Romans, he says, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. Didn't he say that? So we have the love of God. And because of his love, I've won already. I don't have to keep trying to please God. I've won already because I'm in the family and I have power. Power to do what? I'm like Peter. I have power to walk on storms. You remember the story of Jesus? After he paid the 5,000, he sent the disciples on. He sent them out in a storm. And later on, the Bible said Jesus came walking. On the water. I heard a preacher preach a sermon that's titled, And Jesus Came Walking on Their Storm. That's the hell in life. You have stuff that you struggle with. And I'll tell you something. If somebody who you're sitting by right now, those gates of hell are opening on them right now, but they're not saying anything because they're too embarrassed. They don't want to look bad. I don't want to bother anybody. 
But God said, I came for this very reason. I want you to be worshiping me in power, not worry. Why? Because I love you. But Lord, what did I do? Nothing. <laughs> I love you. But I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you how to love. I'm going to teach you how to give it back to me first. Love God with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind. Then do what? Love your neighbor as yourself. The whole kingdom is based in love. That's that love that keeps families together. Although families are fighting the gates of hell, it's that love that bounds them together and won't let them go. It's that love that tells a husband to say, no, you stay with her. It's that love that tells a wife to say, no, you stay with him. It's that love that keeps a mother and a father praying for the child who has weighed away. That's the love. That's that love that says, I forgive you. It is that love that gives us the power to stand no matter what. He said we have the power, keep reading preacher. That you may have strength to comprehend with love, to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know that the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with all the fullness. Do you know I believe God is looking down and saying to us, you don't fully get it, do you? You don't get how much I love you. You don't get how much power you have as a child of God. I said this last night. The, the most powerful thing on the face of this earth is a Christian. The most powerful thing is you. Are you living like it? Are you walking around suffering every day and singing that song? Oh, you. Limping to church? <laughs> Limping to wherever you're going? That's not Christians. There's a story in Joshua, it's Joshua chapter 8, it's after they fought this small uh, 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 village called Ai. And they were defeated. And Joshua didn't understand why, because he just fought the battle of Jericho and won. And he fell down on his face because he didn't understand why they lost. And God came to him, he said, get up. Why is your face on the ground? Why did God say that? Because we are ambassadors, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Everywhere you go, in, uh, on your job, at school, wherever you go, you represent Christ. That's why you can't limp into work and, oh, I'm a job. That's why you can't do that. Why? You represent something. And it's powerful. Every time you walk somewhere, your footsteps ought to leave imprints of God, the kingdom, around everywhere you go. God said, it's, stop, it's time to stop playing church and be the church. We need to walk into people's lives 
Because they are begging. They are begging for something. And they may be looking at you. So when you go on your job, they might not say a word to you, but they're watching. Especially if they heard that you are a Christian. So what is God calling us to do? To love. Why? That love is powerful. Keep reading, preacher. Unto him. Unto him. Do that again. Your microphone is. Does he have a microphone? Huh? It's on? Okay. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. Some version says imagine. Keep reading. According to the power that is at work in who? Us. God is working power in you. How many of us are working to school, walking to work, walking to uh, 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 church, slumped over, scared, intimidated, weary? God says, not my people. Why? You have my love. And wherever God's love is, it is his justification. Now to him that is able to do more than you can ask or imagine in the church by Christ Jesus, a world without end. Here's the point. We are family. We have power in the love of God and we will never end. I don't know about you, but that's an amen for me. We have power through his love that will never end. You are an entity that will never end. This body right here that you have is just a suit. The real you, that's power. So Glendale, be honest with yourself. Are you religious? Or are you the kingdom? Because God needs us to touch people's lives. People are dying and they're looking at you when you go to work. And they don't even know what to say. But they need you to show the power of God. They don't need religion. There's so many churches in America you could go to, it's pathetic. What do they need? They need kingdom-minded people. People who understand the love of God. People who know how to love. People who know how to forgive. People who know how to walk in a storm. I believe that's why Jesus said to Peter, 
You remember when Jesus was walking on water and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, let me come out. What did Jesus say? Come on. I wonder why Jesus did that. My mind goes to God was getting them ready for mass evangelism. Peter, you just saw me reach into a bag and pull out sandwiches for over 5,000 people. I believe Peter was like, you know what? I'm seeing all these things happen to people around me. Lord, let me come out to you. Jesus said, come on. Peter started walking on that water. But you know how the story ends. He looked, he takes his eyes off Jesus. He began to seek. He said, Lord, Lord, reach in and get him and put him in the ship. Then he says, oh, oh ye of little faith. Good now what? How that story might have ended had Peter kept on walking and not taking his eyes off the Lord. What if John would have been in the boat and said, can I come? And then the others, can I come? After a while, you have 13 men pulling a boat back to shore, <laughs> walking on storms in their life. We have power, y'all, if we use it because God loves us. So if you are broken, if you're hungry, if you're lost, if you don't know what to do, if you're tired of religion, if you get bored of just doing the same old mundane thing, God is calling you here to the kingdom. If you're struggling with sin, he's calling you. He said, don't come and be ritualistic. God is real. He's saying, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't y'all want that? I am tired of my life of sin. I'm tired of falling and coming to God, saying, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm tired of that, and I probably take that to my grave. But one thing else I'm taking to my grave is the Holy Spirit. Because I will never die. I'm not patting myself on the back. This has nothing to do with me. It's through me. So y'all, if you are here, think about what you're doing and think about the God you serve. Don't play him short. If you give him everything, your life will change so much. So I'm asking you to think about your condition now. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who believes that? Raise your hand. Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and mine? If you believe that, the Bible says to repent. To change your mind and confess that he is the Son of God and to be baptized to have your sins washed away. You know what it says in Isaiah 59.1? He said, it's not that God's arms are short that he can't hear you, or his ears dull, that, I mean, there's arms short that he can't uh, reach you, or his ears dull that he can't hear you, but your iniquities have separated you from him. 
So when you're baptized into Christ according to scriptures, he washed the iniquities out. I tell young folks it's like this. If you think about, imagine a wall and someone is throwing mud on the wall. What happens to the wall? It stains. But then someone comes and he takes a high pressure water hose and washes the mud out. Then what happened? It cleanses the wall. But what happened if while while they cleaned the wall, somebody started throwing mud on the wall again, but the water never stops washing? What happens to the wall? It stays clean. We are the wall. The mud is sin. The person throwing the mud is Satan. The person with the high pressure water hose is Jesus. The water hose is the blood of Christ. And he constantly washes sins away. If you want that, we're calling you forward. What's the song of invitation? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you haven't put Christ on in baptism, we're calling you forward right now as we together stand and sing the song of invitation.